Hey, and welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, the only feminist scrapbooking show on the planet, where we discuss the amazing ways that people are documenting their lives today. I'm your host, Kristen Tweedale, aka Are You Kristen Feminist Scrapbooker. This is the season of Habit, brought to you by the Awesome Ladies Project community. Download our free app at theawesomeladiesproject.com slash app. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast. Today, I've got Laura Wanzik with me. Hey, Laura, how are you doing? Hey, good. I'm so glad to be here. I am so excited to have the conversation. I think we're going to have a really great conversation today. Uh, would you like to tell everybody a little bit more about you? Yeah, so I live in the wonderful state of Ohio. I am a therapist by day. I work at Miami University in the Student Counseling Service. I've got two little kids, seven and three. I just adopted two little kitties. They are very fun. I am officially now a cat person and I see your cat um, headphones, which makes me think that you will appreciate my kitties. And then I've got my husband, Chad, who I love. And I am a scrapbooker. And also recently one half of the BFF sticker club, which we can talk about as well. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so excited to talk about all these things. First thing I want to jump into is we were talking about right beforehand. It is, it is hot as mm-hmm. anything here, but we were talking about how we both really love our spaces, mm-hmm. our creative spaces. So what is, what is your favorite thing about your space? My favorite thing about my space is that, and I feel like this is going to sound really insensitive based on the talk that we just had, but it is always cold. (laughs) Oh, well, I think that that's right now. That sounds ideal. Yes. Yes. And I, and I know that that's something you're wishing for, and I don't mean to shove that in your face, but I'm just answering your question. No, that sounds, that sounds fantastic right now. And I think there's, there's, do you work better when it's cool? Absolutely. And, and I work badly when I'm hot. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So me too. I am, I've recently learned that I do better when the days are longer, when the sun is out, but once it hits like a, I'm imagining like a, a thermometer and it says cool, warm, hot. Mm. Once that thermometer hits hot, it's like, "Mm, no. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting that you like sun though I know because I do not and so that's interesting because I guess in my brain it's like sun equals heat equals go outside I see I think that that was always how I imagined it too and so I figured oh yeah the summer is not really my season because it's like oh yeah no I'm not an outside person um if anyone's ever seen me I am clear like I go to get blood drawn (laughs) and they're like wow what good veins you have and I'm like yeah you could Yeah, just all over the place, clear person. And so, yeah, summer has not ever been my season, but having the longer days have always been nice. I just don't love it that it's like 90 degrees outside. Right. So like a nice long cold day would be ideal. So do you do the best? Like, do you do really well in like late fall, winter? Oh yeah, that's my favorite. Oh, okay. Overcast days where it's cold and rainy or storming. That's my jam. So- are you a December daily person? I love me some December daily. I, this is the first time in such a long time that I have been like over the moon for the main kit. Really? Like based on the sneaks you mean? Yeah, based on the sneaks. I've been so into the main, like I have not been main kit swoon since mm. like, I don't know, like six, eight, 
years. And I think it might be because I haven't been, you know, honestly, I have absolutely no idea. Okay. Was there like a particular piece from it that you remember that you love? I'm obsessed with the the circle felt. Yes, pockets. Obsessed with those. Yeah. And what else was there that I am super into? I know there's another embellishment that I'm obsessed with, but the thing that I am into more than anything else, I think right now is the 10 by eight patterned papers mm, Yeah, that I can then like do fun things with. Yes. Like the tag paper that have the tags. Yes. That is so cool. And then transparency paper. Oh, yeah. And vellum paper. Mm -hmm. Huge fan of all of those things. Yeah. Yep. I know there was something else in the main kit, but I'm just like, I need to have that. I love the Santas. I always like any kind of icon. The puffy Santa stickers. Well, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. They're not puffy Santa stickers. They're dimensional Santa stickers. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yes. And I think it was, how long have you been scrapbooking? For 20 plus years. Okay, cool. So you remember a long, long time ago when dimensional stickers were like the, like the Jolie's stickers. Yeah, Jolie's Boutique. I was just going to say, yep, absolutely. And I love that, like, that stuff is coming back around now. Yeah, yeah. Like in fashion. Yes. yes, (laughs) Right. The retro stuff is not. You know how like right when when um like when bell bottoms came back in the 90s it wasn't the old fashioned bell bottoms right. that came back they were cooler yeah. bell bottoms that came It was back. like bell bottoms bell bottoms 2.0. Right like the, they were flare jeans. Right exactly. Yeah. And like I feel like that we're getting a a cooler type of dimensional sticker. Yes. And yes. it's you, you you get the throwback but also it's modern. Right. Right. It does it doesn't have Jolie vibes, but right. you know that it's similar. It, it's yeah. a callback. Yes, yes, that callback it feels so like yes, like I yeah. want that. And it feels nostalgic, but also very of the time. Right. 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 And I think like that's some of my favorite stuff about scrapbooking. Totally. Totally. So, yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. Yeah. I love how scrapbooking has like its own eras, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just fun. Yes. Oh my God. Anyone who's been around long enough to appreciate the, the era of the local store. Oh gosh, boy. I would love to bring that back. I know. I know. The LSS. The LSS. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm going to crop at my LSS. <laughs> it's like, we have our own language, don't we? Oh, that, well, that was all like, that was every Saturday night in college. Yeah. Yeah. My, I love that. That was, I had my, my little roller bag that what I would bring yep. them. And it was, that's what we did. I mean, that is the best kind of partying. It was. I it know. Was just like, it was so much more fun than like whatever everyone else was doing. I'm jealous that you had that though, because I didn't find anybody who cared about scrapbooking like I do until um after college I didn't it took me a bit I had two separate groups of people I had my LSS group and I was really lucky because my LSS was five minutes away from my house Mm. and like back then like in you know in the era of big LSS we had a bunch of really good ones Mm. 
I had my pick. Like I had the one that was like, no joke, five minutes from my house. And they had really great Saturday night crops. And the people who were there, like we had our, you know, Saturday night crew and they were all so much older than me when I was in college, but it didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. We all scrapbooked. Yes. And it was, oh, well, you know, what product did we get in this week? And, Mm -hmm. you know, what was happening on Allie Edwards' blog? (laughs) Um, Yeah. And it was, that was the in-person crew. And then I found, you know, people online. Two Peas? Is that where you found them? It was before Two Peas, actually. Mm. Like, right before Two Peas. Um, I found this group of women on a, a message board called Scrap Freak hmm. and their colors were bright pink, bright orange and black. Oh, and like, I love it. Yeah, that was, that was my crowd. And it was a little online store and she got in some cool stuff and they had challenges and it was, it was really awesome. And, you know, one of the first places I went like on my own was a rural crop with them out in the middle of Wisconsin um and we had an amazing time and that was my you know foray into blogging Mm. and it was really fun to just get to know all these different people who just scrapbooked yeah and wanted to be on the internet because we all have this thing in common Mm -hmm. that it was it, it was just hard to find yes you know just being around town especially right. when local scrapbook stores stopped existing right it was harder to find your community yeah and especially because even even while there were some local scrapbook stores and while they were dying out it, it was hard to find people who cared about scrapbooking as much as the diehards yeah absolutely i mean there's a difference yeah, there's a there's difference a- yeah, there's a big difference between like, you know, walking into the scrapbook shop and picking up a kit because you want to scrapbook your kids like kindergarten graduation or your right your honeymoon or your vacation with your friends. Right. And being like, oh no, no, this is this is the thing that I do. I mean, I, I don't mean to be dramatic, but I feel like what we're sort of saying is that scrapbooking, I think for a lot of us is a lifestyle. Yes, it it is. And, yeah. And and I think even there's there's the part of there's the part of actually scrapbooking, there's the part of taking the pictures, there's the part of organizing your supplies. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes some of those identities shift. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's only organizing your supplies because that's what you got right now. Right. Sometimes you're taking a lot more pictures. Right. right. Sometimes you should pull back from taking the pictures because life is a little bit more difficult. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's all about, oh, well, you know what? Right now, I really just need to play with pretty paper because life is a lot mm-hmm. and playing with paper is what gets me through the day or gets me through the week or mm-hmm. gets me through whatever it is I need to get through. Yeah. That's what scrapbooking yeah. is. I mean, you're bouncing between that triangle of photos, journaling, and embellishing. And yeah. there's times where you're heavier in each one for a variety of reasons. Yeah, absolutely. I think scrapbooking is such a great hobby because you can bring in almost any other hobby into it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there's so many cool things. Like if you knit or crochet, you can mm-hmm. knit and crochet embellishments. Mm-hmm. An album cover or 
yeah, do it and then photograph it and use it as a background texture. Yeah. You know, there's, yeah. There's just so many things that you can do, whatever it is that you do in your life that can be brought into scrapbooking as a whole. Right. So what would you say your scrapbooking habits are? Well, you know, thinking about scrapbooking as a lifestyle, which it definitely is for me. I mean, I obviously, you know, saying that I scrapbook every day is too extreme because I go on vacations and my kids have events in the evening or whatever. But by and large, you know, I would say 90% of the time um, I'm scrapbooking every single night. Um, we have a very, a very specific routine that we do. And that involves me having a few hours of free time every night. And then then I just come in here. And, you know, you were kind of saying, like, sometimes you're just in the organizing place. The other night, I didn't really have anything to work on. Well, I did, but I didn't have energy to work on it. And I literally sat in my office chair. And I was like, you know what, I'm allowed to just sit here for a minute. And I sat and I just sort of spun around and I literally just looked around my room. I just looked at it. And I was just in this space quietly and peacefully and just kind of soaking it up. Cause usually I'm very like active in here doing stuff. And it was kind of fun to just look around and notice things and just be in this space. Um, that doesn't really answer your question, but it, did, it came to mind. <laughs> No, I really, well, I really like that answer because one of the things that I, I just finished teaching a class called 30 Days of Showing Up. And one of the really important things that I was talking about in, you know, building a creative habit is it's not about doing it every day. It's about Mm -hmm. needing vacations from your habit. Even Mm -hmm. if it's something that you love every single day, it's the thing that you love the most. It's the thing Mm -hmm. that brings you light and energy. Sometimes you need to just take a break from it. Mm-hmm. And then also sometimes you just need to sit there and soak in how awesome it is. Do it in, in different ways. Maybe sometimes yes. for me, scrapbooking means sitting in my room and looking around. Right. And, and that's how you get ideas and, and, you know, inspiration strikes in so many different forms mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we all have so much stuff mm-hmm. that sometimes we need to take a break and be like, oh yeah, I do have all of these cool things and Mm -hmm. taking a breath and sitting in a calm and quiet cool space Mm -hmm. (laughs) can be really useful to you know the just the decision making process Mm -hmm. we're constantly making decision after decision after decision after decision Mm -hmm. if you you know you just sit yourself and ground yourself in that same place Mm -hmm. your brain is not forcing yourself to associate the place with decision making right right and you get to like be like oh wow yeah this is an amazing calm place again Mm -hmm. not only do I love this place for all these amazing things that I do I just love this place there's a great book called the paradox of choice by Barry I think it's by Barry Schwartz and it talks about how many choices we have to make in our life every day so one example he gives is he goes to shop for a toothbrush and he runs these calculations of how many choices he has to make. So soft or hard bristle, which brand, which color, um, which price, and and just something that simple. And then there's just these, I don't, I don't have any numbers off the top of my head, but just an extraordinary amount of decisions. And so I think something that I do very intentionally is try to keep very minimal product around. Because, or, well, and, not or, and uh, when I'm working on a project, saying, okay, I'm only going to use these specific products. Yes. So helpful. Because you're right. Like, it just gets, decision fatigue is real. 
decision fatigue is so overwhelming and you don't even realize that you've been overwhelmed until it's way too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Saying, hey, I'm going to work with these products and only these products on this project. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you're banishing the other products forever. Yeah. It's just for now. Mm-hmm. And I am a firm believer always in construct yourself a box so that you can, you know, stick your hands and head outside of the box. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't give yourself the box in the first place, then you're just in this mm-hmm. never-ending room and mm-hmm. you have endless creativity. Yeah. Limitations breed creativity. That's a quote that I think is very true. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. What are some of the favorite things you've got on your desk right now? Well, right now I'm working with the story stamp for next month. I'm doing the lesson for that. So I do the lesson for the Ali Edwards story stamp each month. So I'm working on that. And the story stamp is what I work with. So it's fun. I love focusing on a store, on a stamp set. And I love even making an entire layout from just a stamp set. You know, stamps are fun. And I don't know about you, but for a lot of time, especially during the LSS years, I would never use stamps. I would never buy them because the price tag, I'm like, why would I buy that? (laughs) I felt the same way. And now I think stamps are probably close to 50% of my budget. Interesting. What changed for you? That's a great question. I would say that I got back into stamping. Back Back in the old days, I loved patterned paper. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think that was definitely one of the, the, the popular things back then was patterned paper or you buy a whole collection. Right. Um, and I think the, the days of buying a whole collection are now gone-ish. Mm-hmm. It, collections are now called kits. I feel like they don't, you know, right? I think that's, that's, that's exactly what has happened in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. We've gone more towards putting products together that, serve more of a purpose also Mm -hmm. and especially since since trade shows have become much less emphasized Mm -hmm. yeah people aren't you know and and you know local stores have become much less of a a huge deal people aren't going out there and saying yes I want all 24 sheets of that patterned paper right and I want every single embellishment And also, since you don't have the the local store to say, oh, well, here's how you use that product. Mm-hmm. Since everything is online, it's a little harder to get all of that information across unless you know that people are watching videos, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and, and technical videos, not just mm-hmm. reels or product uh, unboxings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With me, with the, the change in stamps, what I really liked was probably about five or six years ago, I found one of the things was that I loved the VersaFine Black Onyx ink. Mm. It dried very quickly. It stamped very crisp. Mm. Before that, a couple of the problems that I felt were me problems and were not mm. necessarily me problems were I would smudge ink a lot. Mm. my perfectionism was getting in the way Mm -hmm. of myself letting stamping be an imperfect art Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I I think that that is a problem that a lot of people 
struggle with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was something that like, I, I personally had to get over like my own self insecurities mm-hmm. to be a better stamper. Like I had to get over the fact that I didn't like a lot of myself just personally. Like I needed to start loving myself more. Like I had to feel more worthy, like self-worthy. I needed to know that I was enough. And I know that this sounds a little bit, if, if you're listening right now and you're like, Kristen, did you actually need to feel like you were enough to be a better stamper? Yeah. Like no, like no joke. I think I did because I like knowing exactly where I was in my life and knowing exactly where I was in my art, feeling like, oh, wow, Kristen, you you know, messed up again, stamping, it must be because you suck. And like, but also really realizing like later on, oh, well, I wasn't using good enough ink and ink, knowing now ink is the thing. If you're going to spend money on stamping, get better quality ink. And a Misty. I feel like. I still don't have one. <gasps> oh, we'll have to discuss that. But I do want to validate what you said first, because I think you know, if you aren't, if you don't feel like enough, right? Like if you, if you are not whole, then the things that you do have to make up the difference. So there's no buffer. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Yeah. That you would feel that way. Yeah. And, and I mean, stamping is not the place to start trying to fill that gap. Or maybe it's a perfect playground to allow yourself to, because the risk is so low. Well, and I think that that, if you allow yourself to say, hey, this is not a place for perfection. Like Mm -hmm. if you want things to come out perfectly with absolutely no Mm -hmm. blemishes or anything at all, print out a digital. I was just going to say, then go on the computer. I mean, right. That, like that is always my, my advice to somebody. If you want some, if you want this image to turn out perfectly, print it out. Mm-hmm. because that's how you get a you know a pristine copy mm-hmm. if you like playing with things with your hands if you like trying things out if you like like my favorite thing in the entire world now is a repeating stamped image like mm-hmm. making backgrounds with whether yes. it's different colors whether it's different whether it's the same stamp and different variations it's so fun it's the best thing in the whole world so tell me your thoughts about the misty i just haven't bought one yet Okay. I've had them in my cart and I just haven't, I have, cause I, I don't know what size I want. I don't know if I yeah. want the extra big one. I don't know if I want the medium size one. I don't I know. know. And so I've had them in my cart like four or five different times and I've just never pulled the trigger. I feel very passionately about the Misty. I think yeah. it is a genius tool and is, you know, the reality is that stamping is expensive. And yes. so if you're going to invest in stamps and ink, I feel like it is because I had it in my cart for a long time too. And then I finally got, I think I started with the smallest size. Looking back, I would, I would start with the medium size, but I have all three. I have the smallest, the medium and the biggest, and I use all of them all the time. And I cannot imagine not having them. It's really worth it to me. I'm getting no kickback from them. (laughs) There's no (laughs) ulterior motive. I just feel really passionately about it. All right, I'm going to get one. I'll get the medium one. I feel strongly that you'll like it. Yeah, the medium's a good idea. I feel like you do a lot of notebook stuff. Yeah, so right. I do everything in my daily pages. Well, I don't don't do everything in my daily pages. That's what I wind up sharing the most often because it's really easy to share. 
Sure. I, I do that every day at noon. So it's do you like, do it right in the notebook? Cause you need the notebook to fit in the misty probably. When I'm stamping, I do a lot of stamping on cardstock and then okay. I will cut that and put that in the notebook. Oh, okay. Cause it's a lot easier than just stamping in a notebook. Totally. Then maybe you could start with the smallest depending on how big you tend to stamp. Yeah. But then all of my other actual scrapbooking is either six by eight or now yeah. eight by yeah. ten, 10 by eight. Yeah. 10 by, 10 by eight. Yeah. Which yeah. like 10 by eight is very fun now after yeah. not doing big size after so long. I know. I don't even remember that as an old school size. I mean, that just feels totally fresh. Yeah. Totally new. I've only ever done 12 by 12, eight by eight, and then like six by eight travelers album mm. and in the little notebooks. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. This, the landscape size feels very fun. Mm-hmm. Right. And the other, the other sizes just don't have any easy way to have an enlarged horizontal photo. No. Yeah. So it's nice to have this. Yeah. It's, it's super fun. So I'm really excited about that. Mm-hmm. Let's take a quick break so I can tell you about an amazing upcoming event. She Podcasts Live will be taking place in Washington, D.C. from October 11th to the 14th, 2022 at the MGM National Harbor. This event is the world's largest gathering of women podcasters and is perfect for audio content creators, storytellers, and more. Attendees can expect to learn from exclusively female-identifying podcast editors, social media marketers, authors, podcast hosts, and others during this four-day event where at least 50% of speakers will be women of color, LGBTQIA, or both. Register now and join us in D.C. this October at ShePodcastsLive.com. You can save $50 on registration with discount code CAF in all capital letters. One of my favorite stamp sets that I've been playing with recently and making repeating patterned backgrounds is the, I don't even know what you call them, but it is one of the stamp sets from the Nostalgia set. And it has the I've been calling them lucky charm shapes oh yes I love that set that's a four by six yes it is a four by six with just like lots of little shapes and doodles and there's a little gummy bear yes Um, yes that that one is super fun I love that you love it oh I oh I I love that one and I got two different alphas from that set Mm, and that that whole set is really really fun um can you talk to us about making that? Yeah, gosh, the nostalgia collection is so fun because I love TV and movie quotes. And so I love that it was really focused on that. But yeah, the stamp sets are really fun. The icon one, yeah, I don't even know what officially we'd call that, like a 80s kind of icon set. That's so fun. It's fun for creating patterns, like you said. I made a video, I'm pretty sure I shared it. Or maybe, I don't know if I've shared it yet, but about how to basically stamp that whole sheet just as its own pattern, but with but multicolored. So not all at once, using using the Misty. Oh, that sounds really fun. You'll have to do that when you get the Misty. I'm, yes. I'll be curious. I'm definitely going to. Yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, the whole collection, you know, I love bright colors, bright colors. I love kind of, I don't know, just kind of quirky quotes, the way that I talk, you know, you'll notice like in Allie's products, you can see, you can hear her voice, hear her personality coming through the way that she talks. And I I feel like I talk 
and think a lot more funky, like a lot more <laughs> offbeat, offbeat than her. So I liked being able to kind of incorporate some of those other kinds of stuff. I love her stuff, obviously. I've been a huge Ali fan for years and years, but I think I have this other kind of uh, energy to me or side to me that I liked putting out with nostalgia. Yeah. Vibes, as the teens would say. Yes, right. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. 100%. I I was really, I was, I, I love television so much. I bought an extra pack of the TVs as soon as they came out. I'm so oh, glad I, I love did. that. They um, sold out. Yeah, I'm glad you did. Yeah, they're going straight in my Week in the Life album as like, this is the TV I was watching. I this love week that. In life. So super excited that is it's so fun and I I, you're totally right with just the different voice Mm -hmm. that the products come and I think that's true with all the different stamp sets that you and Allie have collabed on throughout the last Mm -hmm. it's been a while now it's been awesome Mm -hmm. and I love that it brings out a another voice that we need to hear from the community Mm. The beauty of diversity, right? Because because it takes all kinds. Well, yeah, and that's exactly right. And and I was just playing with some of your other stamp sets. Uh, my the daily page that I made yesterday was about how I woke up and my therapist had to cancel our therapy appointment, and so I stamped the little couch and I decorated mm. the little couch, and I was like, well, you know, uh, just wrote a little bit of journaling about how my appointment was postponed till next week, but. Like it didn't feel hokey or it just felt really authentic to be able to use that stamp set because like, because it came from you. That's so sweet. That totally makes my day that that product was something you could use to document that. Well, you're, you're welcome. And, and I just feel like having, having authentic products coming from people who are speaking, even things that are serious can still be scrapped but about with like joy and levity Mm -hmm. having that and letting that authenticity like through your voice with all the other products that you design Mm -hmm. it's also this like big shiny permission slip I love that I love that thanks that's meaningful to hear that and that's how I felt about Ali's products for a long time because you know I didn't used to scrapbook the way I do now I don't know about you, but for me, I I feel like I've had two really pivotal turns in my scrapbooking journey. The first big pivot was Kathy Zolski's book, Clean and Simple Scrapbooking. It was life-changing. I mean, scrapbooking is life-changing, so I guess it was life-changing in a way. Um, I specifically remember reading her say that you didn't have to have both pages on the spread match each other. And to your point, I think that was a permission slip. Mm-hmm. Like, well, Kathy says so. Right. <laughs> you know, and then I think my next pivot was um, when I discovered the story kits. And, you know, I discovered them right when they started. I mean, I have the first, the first, I had the first one, which was firsts. And I think it was an invitation and a permission slip to not make everything, you know, the, the product's other products prior to that were all like the sentiments were wonder and joy and you know you weren't seeing like depressive episode and you know glitter for you to scrapbook right but I mean that not that Allie does but it just it's different it is well right and um I have a I have a friend and 
she's her her I don't, I don't want to say complaint her biggest criticism of the scrapbook industry is that every single time that somebody puts out a collection there's always a best day ever sticker in there and it's like <laughs> I mean yeah how? I mean, how can you always have the best day ever how can you have a best day ever every single like month? like <laughs> I don't need that many best day ever I'm good <laughs> right like and, yeah and with right with with Kathy who like shout out to shout out to Kathy Z's episode of the show her episode of this is amazing she's just like it's a fantastic episode just being honest about this like Mm -hmm. life is not picket fences and Mm -hmm. everybody's birthday party is Mm -hmm. the most amazing birthday party and right also that gets boring very quickly Right. Well, because it's like painting with only a few colors of the rainbow. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and for how long are you going to do paint by number? Right. Right. I think the the a lot of the people who are attracted to a certain kind of scrapbooking lifestyle mm-hmm. are very intelligent, creative women. Mm-hmm. And you can only do that paint by number style of like this four by six picture goes here. And this four by six picture goes here. And, you know, the birthday balloons go on this side and your journaling goes over here in a four by six mm-hmm. journaling box. That is monotonous. Mm-hmm. Your hobbies should be fun. Mm-hmm. If you're not getting any joy and anything fun out of your hobbies, like we just don't have time for that. There is no time. It's not like we're all walking around with like buckets of free time on our hands Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so to to just try to keep up a hobby that doesn't fulfill you in any way Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I think different things fill different people and I know for me what's filling what fills me is coming in this room and not having a facade so Mm -hmm. telling the real story and doing you know whatever feels authentic for me and maybe for some people the best day ever you know maybe that's fills them um I just know that it doesn't for me and I and I don't have that many best days ever <laughs> yeah I think that that and especially like over the last couple of years there are not as many best days ever right <laughs> right <laughs> yeah I saw a sentiment recently in a kid that said no bad days and I was like and I and I thought well okay how can I interpret this like maybe it maybe one way to think about that is even if bad stuff happens it's still not a bad day so I was like okay I'm gonna frame it that way in my brain and make it work (laughs) doing my therapist reframe yes and and I think that that's totally cool I think that that's a that's a absolutely healthy reframe (laughs) I just think that that's probably not that's not necessarily my going to be my authentic truth most of the time right right yeah yep scrapbooking for me is not necessarily to come in here and be like this is where I vent about everything that's terrible that's going on in my life because mm-hmm. right. that doesn't that doesn't really give me joy either I mean I feel like there's like an arc to my to the way that I approach it it's like you know sometimes I'll do the word vomit, do the catharsis. And then it tends to, at the end, sort of wrap up in a, in a moment of hope and not intentionally. Yes. I think that's just fl- flows out of me. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that it's, it's really helpful to be able to at least look at the things that are not great mm-hmm. because they give the great things context. Mm-hmm. With Thursday three, 
I've been doing my Thursday three selfie challenge for 12 or 13 years now. Wow. Yeah. And, and for a very long time in um, probably about 10, eight, nine, 10 years ago, before I met my neurologist, I had a lot of times where my headaches were terrible, horrible, horrible, horrible. I didn't, I, I tried not to skip Thursday threes and I tried to be a little bit, you know, like, Hey, my head hurts. Here's what's going on. Mm-hmm. And having those to provide context of like, Hey, wow, Kristen, look at how far you've come. Look at how, you know, how much life has changed. Look at how much, you know, great things have happened. Look at how much effort you've put in. Look at how all of these things, mm-hmm. because, you know, at the end of the day, things aren't just good or bad mm-hmm. and talking about things the way they are or the way that you feel about them mm-hmm. really just helps you to provide context to everything else that is happening mm-hmm. totally and that's yeah. why hidden journaling rocks huge mm-hmm. fan of like putting things in little envelopes or totally. st- sticking things behind a photo mm-hmm. um yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. And, and whether or not it's ever discovered or read isn't even the point. Yes, exactly. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. I make layouts. I don't share, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's not always the point, you know, it is, it is not always the point to be like, and here I made this thing. It is amazing. Now tell me how great it is. <laughs> some, some, hey, don't get me wrong. Sometimes it is. Well, and I think the other thing about it is it's so magical to share with people, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, not having a community, you know, without, without Instagram and without this community, it's like, nobody cares about it in my life. And so it's like a way to share this passion. Yeah. Especially since it's so hard to find people like IRL. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Have you ever met someone organically in your life, not at a scrapbook store that cares about scrapbooking the way you do? The way that I do? Absolutely not. Yeah, me neither. Have I ever met somebody who just scrapbooks? No, I'm, I am so much more likely to find, like, like meet a person and for them to be like, oh, my grandma does that. <laughs> or I did it once or I need to do yes. it again. I oh, get I've a lot seen of that. that. Yeah, I've seen that in Michael's. Yeah, yeah. That's more of what I get. I, I will say like I had a, a, a mother of a one of Ellie's friends came up to me and said like oh I saw your stuff on Instagram you know how would I get started like I'll have people say mm-hmm. and I feel really bad because I honestly don't even know how to answer that question like I'm overwhelmed at that question myself well that's a, that is part of a huge part of what I've tried to focus on the last year is like well how do I get people to get started yes and yes. and accessibility in scrapbooking is yes. not easy whether it's race gender finances or just the idea of where to start yes like it is accessibility is the barrier to entry is very high yeah for at multiple points yes at, at, like right just, like pick one it is right. it is not easy <laughs> right and so right figuring out like well you know what is scrapbooking mm-hmm. like what is it that we actually want to accomplish? And then how do we reverse engineer it from there? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Because just saying, oh, well, just like go to Michael's. Right. No. Well, and I try to think like, okay, if there's another craft, how does it feel different? Like if I if I want to try weaving, which I did a few years ago, why does that feel less overwhelming? For some reason, the scrapbooking feels like it overwhelms people in a way that other crafts don't. 
my one of the biggest things I think is because people feel that they're already behind because they haven't told all of the stories yet that they have in their life such a that is such a good point you're right because a lot of times when people say that like well I've already so like with their kids specifically Mm -hmm. they're like oh I should have done it's like they're walking in the door with shame yes yes and I think that that's like one of the things that we have to remind people is that well with scrapbooking because you're already telling stories that have happened there's always this relationship with being behind you can never be ahead of scrapbooking because there are no future. Like you're sure we can tell future story. Like we can tell mm-hmm. stories about what we dream and what we want for ourselves, but everything is really based around stuff that's already happened. And so there's yeah. always this veneer of, mm-hmm. well, we're never going to be caught up, but of mm-hmm. course you're never going to be caught up because everything has already happened. Right. And right. it's this very weird thing that, you know, we also don't actually talk about. Yeah. And I mean, you and I have both said that these moments of release and permission have been powerful for us. So it's almost like people need that at the door. Yes. Like no walking in a, you're not behind B anyone could be here. You know, it's yeah, it's, it's not right. It's not like you can just go to, cause even at like uh, Joanne or Michael's or even online for, like you said, weaving or crocheting, you could just pick up a basic kit mm-hmm. and then you have a project. Right. But with scrapbooking, even just creating one project. Right. Is still difficult. It is because you need so many supplies. Mm-hmm. And then you also need to bring the photos. Right. Right. And then where do you put it? And then which album? I mean, it just becomes, and then so many questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it is, it is, it's, it is not an easy hobby to it's not an easy hobby for it to be a hobby mm-hmm. which is why I think it winds up being a lifestyle for so many of us right right because it kind of has to be I mean if you're gonna be the really in it yeah I think that's absolutely right yeah so tell me more about this BFF sticker club of yours uh the BFF sticker club has been a fun little adventure for the last year and a half so it started um, in 20, March, I think, March 2021. My best friend Annie and I um, decided that we would have an annual friendship day. So we set our friendship day um, of February 28th, which is Sue Heck's birthday. Sue Heck is a character from the middle. And so we decided that that would be our day. And we sent each other packages. And in my package to her, and in her package to me ended up being stickers. And we were talking about how sad we were that it was over. And we're like, we have to wait another year. And then we were like, you know what we should do? We should send each other stickers every month. And that one statement is literally in like the next 24 hours we had come up with the BFF Sticker Club. Um, And then we started an Instagram. And so now we have this thriving, fun community of people that are really, uh, I mean, you know, there is a niche world out there for all sorts of interests. And we've really found this really fun niche little world of people that love stickers. And, you know, stickers in contrast to scrapbooking is such an easy, I mean, talk about accessibility. That's an easy entry point because it's low cost. Um, You really can't do it wrong, you know? like we do sticker challenges. So every Wednesday we release a sticker challenge. And then of course we have a book that you can do it in, but you don't have to. Um, And maybe it'll be like stickers that are having a bad day or stickers that um, 
are fighting or candy or red and pink or you know we've got all sorts of different ones that are really fun oh this sounds amazing like I need to get in on this immediately totally I'll send you one of our one of our books and then we also have a like a scene book we called it's bffl and so there's like different scenes that you can sort of sticker on uh my favorite one is a cruise ship going down <laughs> that's amazing i mean it's not it, it's amazing <laughs> it's very fun we also have a therapy office and one of my favorite quotes is my friend annie said i can't wait to create chaos in that room like all the different <laughs> stickers having all sorts of therapy experiences it's very funny we also have um traveling postcards which is this really fun thing where you pick like a like a theme and then you send it out and different people put stickers in each of the um, openings and then mail oh it back God. to you so you get like a and people do it I mean it's not like those chain letters where you send six socks and then you're supposed to get 36 back I mean you really do get them back because this is like a group of people that are very invested oh that um, is so fun it's really fun and then we also sell stickers so we release a sticker bundle every quarter um so our next release is September 6th so a month from today um and they're really fun we so our whole shtick is we want to promote artists so we're not trying to say like oh we designed all of these so we collaborate with 10 artists and then we put out a collaborative sticker sheet with each of them and so the bundle includes 10 sticker sheets um and then a traveling postcard and a few little extras in it oh that is so cool it's really fun that is awesome. How do how do people get more involved? So check us out on Instagram. We do month we do a live every single Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can watch live or you can watch later. Um, and then we have you can go to our Etsy to check out all of the stickers and stuff. We have a sticker shop Sunday that we feature every Sunday and they offer discounts. Um, and then there's just a great community of people. Do the challenges. That's another just fun way to get involved. But it was so I cute on our Monday live last week, somebody commented and said, how do I join? And we're like, you're here, you've joined. Mm -hmm. oh, I <laughs> There's love no that. entry fee. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh man, I love stickers. Do you? I do. Stickers are, uh, stickers are so fantastic. I mean, to go back to the Santa thing, right? Like there's so many different kinds. It's so fun. Yeah. Like you're saying, stickers have the lowest barrier to entry. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And it doesn't matter what your style is you can right. be like from the cutesiest sticker to like the most serious right type of sticker you can be a planner type mm -hmm. I want to keep everything all graphic and oh I remember what my favorite other thing was from the main kit it was the word graphic art mm. which I'm very excited about yes yes um yeah. So whatever stickers you want, whether it's labels, whether it's words, whether it's alpha stickers, like mm -hmm. there's, there's a sticker for whatever type of person you are. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, oh man, stickers are the best. Um, yeah. When I'm teaching people how to do daily pages, I'm like, all you need is two minutes a day. Just mm -hmm. take a sticker and put it in your book. Right. Exactly. Have been creative. Yes. That's one of our favorite parts of the book. So in the book, you do a sticker a day and oh, it is nice. kind of like a scrapbook. You <gasps> oh put it God, in like, so cool. isn't that fun? That's so fun. It is really. And you know, it could be a thing you wore. It could be something like the, like I watched a movie. So there's two people here eating popcorn. I ate at McDonald's. So there's like a weird Ronald McDonald dude. <laughs> oh my, I love it. It looks like a museum. 
it is it's like a museum of your life but like it like you said like you just slap a sticker down and you know it's easy you know it's not it's not as heavy you know yeah that's so perfect yeah thanks so we're going to release a new one for next year but we still have ones from this year oh that's so cool that is so awesome yeah it's fun all right, everybody, we're going to wrap this episode up with our currently list. What are you currently watching? I just finished a TV show that I absolutely loved. I'm very devastated it's over. It's called Imposters. I watched it on Netflix. Um, it's not a typical show for me because I'm usually watching sitcoms and kind of really light shows. Um, it's really good. I highly recommend it. Um, I started inventing Anna on Netflix, but I think it's too much. So I'm back to Raising Hope. Did you ever see Raising Hope? I didn't see Raising Hope, but for some reason, I've seen like three articles this week about why you should get back into Raising Hope. How weird. I I know it's so weird. The universe is telling you something. It really is because it is not a new show by any means. No, no, but it's good. Yeah. I, I was on Reddit this morning and I saw an article and then I was on something else reading TV articles because that's, I read a lot of television criticism and it was like raising hope is what we need in these troubling times and I was like oh okay <laughs> yeah it's fun it's funny it's light yeah the, two of the people in it have a new tv show coming out so I wonder if that's sort of re-sparked raising hope mm, mm-hmm. you know yeah interesting. That, could, that could definitely be what's bringing bringing some some news out there but yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome I might I might put that on because I always need a show that is light and fun and easy to watch mm-hmm. while there is other not easier things to watch yeah I, I have the light easy show for the kitchen and yeah. then the drama shows for the yeah for the media room <laughs> totally totally yeah we always have king of queens in the kitchen we own two of the full DVD collections in case something happens to one of them. <laughs> Dude, that's redundancy. That's, <laughs> I have I have a lot of respect for that. I yeah. love that. It's uh, a big what, part of our marriage. What are you currently reading? You know what? Here's my truth is that I do not read. I respect that. <laughs> I don't like to read. And I feel bad because I have a friend that's an author and I actually a couple of friends that are authors and one's publishing a book in March in March of next year. And I'm like, I'm going to have to save up all my energy to read her book because I'm not going to be able to read anything after. So, I, I mean, I guess I, I don't even read social media. I mean, I just look at the pictures. That's, that's totally understandable. Uh, <laughs> like I told you before we started, I've been reading a lot of Reddit's uh, Am I the Asshole lately because I, I have no... I have no bandwidth for anything else. And I have yeah. just been feeling like judging people. So. <laughs> I love that. I can That's let all my, my judging go to those people who are <laughs> just asking to be judged. So. Yes, that's on them. It is. That's totally <laughs> on them. What are you currently listening to? Well, I, I listen to, um, every night when I go to bed, I listen to King of Queens on my phone, just the audio. Um, there's a podcast that has just the audio called The Heffernan Show. So I listen to that. Um, I'm really into an artist right now, a musical artist. Um, that seems like a weird way to put that. I sound like I'm like 95. <laughs> a new, a musical artist. Um, Sasha Alex Sloan. I really like her. Um, other than that, just listening to my kids be loud. 
<laughs> listening to clients talk. Nice. Yeah, totally. Uh, what are you making? Oh, gosh. Just wrapped up sticker bundle for the fall. So, um, and starting to design our book, the BFS Sticker Club book for next year and working on the story stamp content for um, Allie Edwards for the classroom next month. Nice. Oh, those sound, those all sound really fun. They are. That's awesome. What are you currently feeling? Mm, tired. Um, hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not right now, but you know, out in the world. In general. Yeah. I think I just feel kind of tired. I feel, you know, anytime there's fall and school's about to start, that's always like a little refreshing. Um, but you know, I guess I should know my feelings as a therapist. I should be able to rattle off my feelings really easily. I think tired and hot's all I can come up with. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. <laughs> when it's this, when it's this time of year, that's a, a, exactly what you are. Yeah. I don't want to say allowed to to feel, but right, it's understandable. Ex- expected. Yeah. Those yeah. feelings are to be expected. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Ooh, question. Are you a September calendar person or a January calendar person? What do you mean? Who would start it in September? Is that a oh, thing? Yeah, I've been a school, I would call uh, academic year calendar person. And not not just for my pat planner. Oh. But September is very much my January. Gotcha. Well, it is very much my January too, in the sense of I go back to work because mm-hmm. I have a month off because I, because I, working at a school, mm-hmm. you know, I do exist on, a, on an academic calendar, but I don't have a planner. So I don't really use a calendar in that way. What do you think about like, but physiologically? Because mm. I know you're saying you do really well in the winter too, though. I do. I mean, I think of fresh start all of that comes to mind for me in January yeah but that's interesting for you it's September it is September so you get re-energized right then I do even though I have my longer days in the summer like we were Mm -hmm. talking about but for me fall is when I'm like okay now I want to actually do new things interesting yeah Mm -hmm. I've been doing a lot of calendar thoughts over the last year or so and and it's interesting to see who who has their fresh start in September and who has their fresh start in January. Yeah. And I, I'm not, I'm definitely not hostile to having a fresh start in January, but I've been meeting a lot of hostile to January fresh start people. <laughs> interesting. Are they people associated with an academic calendar in some way? Um, I think it's a lot of people who have been feeling like the, the fresh start in January has been forced on them. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and and it's never really worked out. Mm. And and that I totally get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like the school year is more imposed on me because they're like, come back yeah, to work. <laughs> absolutely, and that I totally get. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's super interesting. Mm. Great aside. Back to currently. <laughs> what are you currently planning? Well, um, I'm planning some of the um, designs and stamp stuff for next year, Uh, planning all of the next year stuff for BFF Sticker Club and working on, I guess, stuff for 
work, work, my real work that I, <laughs> my brain has the least amount of space for. Um, so I guess in a lot of ways, to your point, there this is kind of a time where there is a lot of refresh and start and planning in, in the season. So that's interesting. A lot of exciting things. Yeah, there's a lot of planning right now. Yeah, well, and that's also interesting because not a lot of those things are actually super coming to fruition right away either right they have a longer timeline yeah that is interesting Mm -hmm. very cool so finally laura what are you currently loving i'm loving my kitties they are so so sweet they're so sweet um i'm loving that the days are gonna get shorter and it's gonna get (laughs) colder hopefully eventually i love crafting i mean i just love scrapbooking i just love the stickering i just love i am so incredibly grateful because I know that this is a privilege to have found something that fills me and is meaningful and has a community associated with that I'm able to do I mean I just do not take it for granted and and it just this whole experience of being a scrapbooker and a crafter and having this community and doing this stuff just fills me and means so much to me and um I just, I just love it so deeply. I love that. My 16 year old self who did, who said no to going to a party to stay home to scrapbook would be very happy. Yes. Yes. Um, one final question, because I'm curious, what is your favorite stamp set that you have created? Oh yeah. I know exactly which one. I love that badges one from the first release where it's got the stamp that says like indoorsy nice (laughs) instead of outdoorsy and it's just kind of going back to the voice I feel like my voice was really in that stamp set like those are the kind of things that I love and want to use so thanks for asking yes I love love that that. you're using them it means so much to me I love seeing what you create I love I love your sets so much I have thank um, you I have like seven of them on my desk right now I love that. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, can you remind everybody where they can find you? Yes. Yeah, so you can find me at Laura Wansick on Instagram, W-O-N-S-I-K. And I am one half of the BFF sticker club. So be sure to check us out as well. I have a YouTube, but I don't, I don't upload to it probably as much as I should. I, I understand that. <laughs> yeah. It's just Our- not as easy. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. This was such a fantastic conversation with Laura. I'll have all her links over on the website. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back again next week with another amazing episode. Bye-bye, everybody.